Hello and welcome to episode number 10 of What in the Health and Fitness. My name is Laura Abay. I will be your host. Today, our topic is going to be progress. So, we're going to talk about progress. When we set our goals, we need a way to find how well we're doing. And if we need to make adjustments and if we are going towards what we want and all of those are good things. Unfortunately, not many of us can just say, okay, I'm going to shoot for this goal and not need some sort of check-in along the way. It's just not in our nature to try and, and follow our progress. So it is an important piece of our journey. And I think it's something that sometimes people struggle with. Um, so today we're going to kind of discuss, like I said, different ways to track progress and what may be good or bad or the pros and cons of the different types of progress that we track. Now, everybody's going to use different um, trackers in order to track their progress. So maybe you're going to hear something that you would never use, or maybe you'll hear something that you haven't ever heard of, and it might be helpful to implement in your journey. So I'm just going to kind of cover some very um, typical ways of tracking progress and kind of discuss those and then kind of end it with um, ways that I recommend that you track your progress and ways that I use with my clients to track their progress as we're working through um, just, you know, learning to live a healthier lifestyle. So we're going to start with the big one that most people think of and most people think is the most important and most people dwell on, and that's weight. Okay, so I want to start by saying yes, this is an quote unquote easy way to track your progress because all you need is a scale and all you got to do is step up on that scale and look at it, whether it's, you know, every day or every week or month or whatever your interval is. But after you hear me say that it is a, quote, easy way to track, I also want you to hear that it's also a very complicated way to track your progress. Your weight can vary for a whole host of reasons. So using this as your only tracker can be almost a surefire way of somewhere along your journey to be a letdown. Um, and discouraging, but it also can be a very inaccurate way to track um, because your body weight just in one day can vary one to five pounds. So that means at any given time during the day, you can step on the scale and just for simple math sake, you weigh a hundred pounds. And then Three hours later, you might step on the scale and you weigh 105 pounds. So five pounds difference can be a, a big change, especially depending on where you are if your journey is weight loss. So that's just something I want to point out just immediately. Um, other reasons why this is not maybe the most accurate way to track your body, or I mean to track your progress, is because your body responds to a variety of different things throughout the day. You're constantly moving, you're constantly eating, you're constantly voiding. 
all of these things can change. So here are just kind of a, a top six list of things that might be affecting your weight that really has nothing to do with your progress, but can maybe give you an, an accurate um, scale reading. So the first one is sodium. So a great way to think about sodium in your body is there's this kind of give and take. When you take in sodium, your body responds by taking in some more water. It wants there to always be a balance, okay? So when you have more sodium in your diet, then you automatically carry a little bit of extra water weight because your body is trying to balance that out. And so then it's the opposite effect if you have less sodium. So if you have less sodium, you have less water retention. So don't hear me and say that if you don't eat sodium, you won't carry water weight because that's not always true. But there is fluctuations in your water weight because of your sodium intake. So again, it might be slight. It's And it probably is most of the time slight. But if you are having, or some people are just more sensitive to sodium intake that's higher, then your water um, water weight or your water retention can be higher too. And so maybe that day you are a pound or two heavier, but it's simply because you had some extra sodium. It's not because you're not progressing towards your goals. So the next one is somewhat similar is alcohol. So alcohol actually has a diuretic effect and it will dehydrate your body, which your body responds to by holding on to water. Your body needs water to function. And so when you do something like drink alcohol, even if it's one or two glasses of whatever your favorite beverage is, it's going to in turn hold on to some extra water that maybe it would have gotten rid of. And if, you know, you're out there, you're having a good time with your friends, and maybe you have more than one or two glasses, then you can really have a higher retention amount of water. So again, same idea there is maybe your weight is up because your water retention is higher because your body's trying to figure out that balance and make up for the difference in the water levels that you lost when you were drinking alcohol. Think about how many times you pee when you're drinking alcohol. Just a side note for food for thought there. Um, another one is carbohydrate intake. So this is a little bit more of a complicated um, process in your body, but what you need to know is that when you take in carbs, your body automatically turns them into energy or glucose. Um, and that glucose is then stored in your liver and then your body either uses it or if it's not used right away, it's turned, um, it's stored in your muscles. So then you have a little bit more water retention because when you are storing in your muscles, your water is actually taking that and storing it in your muscles. So then now you have, you guessed it again, some more water retention. So when someone goes on a low carb diet and they have a very rapid weight loss, um, this usually isn't always body fat that's being lost. It's actually your body is using up the stored energy um, 
which then takes away the water as well. And so then you have this very nice change in weight, but it's really a lot of water weight um, because your body is using some energy that it's stored. And that's why typically you get a very rapid weight loss with that right away. And then it, it really plateaus off. So um, this is kind of another topic for another day, but that's another reason why just making a deficit in one macronutrients isn't always the best way to approach weight loss because while it might get you a result immediately, it doesn't have longevity. Okay, and then an, another one is strength training. So a lot of times when people are making a lifestyle change, um, they make a change in their you know nutrition, but they also make a change in their their fitness or their exercise, and that sometimes can come. It can be that we've gone from either being completely sedentary and not really doing anything, or maybe we've only been doing one type of exercise. We've only been you know just walking around the neighborhood or. We've only been doing, you know, some sort of cardio at the gym. And then we decide, hey, my fantastic coach told me that strength training is really important too. There's a lot of benefit from strength training. There's a lot of things that can help just with my overall goals if I strength train. Well, so now you've gone from just, a, you know, like I said, one type of exercise to adding on this resistance training and your body is responding by building muscle tissue. And when it does that, you, one, are building muscle tissue, but two, you're retaining water to help heal those muscle cells as you train them. So again, say you've been doing something, you've made this lifestyle change, your nutrition has changed, you feel better, you look better, but then you get on the scale and your weight is the same and maybe, oh my goodness, it's a little bit higher by a pound or two. Well, that might just be because you're actually putting on some muscle too. So you've got some extra muscle, which also brings maybe a little bit of extra water. And again, doesn't mean that you're not progressing. Doesn't mean that you're not doing well towards your goals just because your scale is higher or the same or just didn't even drop enough, quote unquote, for, for what you think it should be. Um, another one that should be pretty self-explanatory but can make a huge difference is the regularity that you're using the restroom. If you are someone that has irregular bowel movements, this can affect the number on your scale. If you don't consistently go because of one reason or another, this can change what your scale looks like. So a solution for this could be to only weigh when you know you voided, but if that's not always a thing or that's not, you know, the day you're supposed to step on the scale isn't the day that you voided, that can make a big difference. I mean, one to three pounds of difference in a day, and that's if you're regular. So think about if you're not, then you could have even more of a, a weight fluctuation there. And then the last one is, uh, more for the females, but it does make a huge difference. Um, but it's it's based on your menstrual cycle. Your hormone changes causes water retention, specifically the week before you are going to start your period. This is not abnormal. It's just part of when you're, like I said, your hormones are making a change and that's how your body responds and so obviously a lot of us have experienced bloating or just feeling 
bleh, or not fitting into our clothes the same way, and have maybe even made the mistake of stepping on the scale that week and being discouraged because you know you've been working hard, but your scale isn't re- reflecting that. And again, that is cyclical. It happens every month. And so if you are stepping on the scale every week, there's going to be a week every month that shows some sort of discouraging progress. And it's simply because your body is going through hormonal changes like it's supposed to. So that is another thing that y'all can uh, keep in mind. And it might affect when you weigh, but also if you are weighing on a weekly basis or even a daily basis, which if you ask me is overkill because there's so much fluctuation, it's hard to see change. Um, But that might be a reason why you have um, some quote unquote progress that you you don't want to see. Um, So all of that to say, yes, you can use weight to track your progress. I don't want to discourage that because I think it does hold some level of importance. I think there is some value to it in the longevity of your goals if your goals are weight loss. Um, However, I don't think that that should be the sole way that you track your progress. And I don't think it's something that you should be doing regularly. Um, With my clients, they are not allowed to step on the scale for the first four weeks because there's just so much change happening in that first four weeks. And then from there, depending on the, the person, um, I might get, have them get on there every two weeks, every every four weeks, or maybe even longer, um, just because, again, it cannot be the sole tracking. And again, it depends on the client, but it also it has to be someone that can look at a number and not be totally thrown off if that number isn't where we want it, quote, want it to be or where they want it to be or where they expected it to be, any of that. So you've got to be able to take it um, and understand that it's just a small piece of a really big puzzle of what your progress is. So use it to track your progress. Um, Make sure that you're using it wisely, though, and you're considering the different um, possibilities of maybe why it's not where you want it to be. Um, So with with that um, being obviously the big one that a lot of people utilize, Um, I'm going to talk through a few more, and then again, I'm going to discuss kind of what my recommendation is going to be. So another well-known method to track progress is photos. Um, This can be an excellent way to notice changes. Um, However, there's there's some kind of, I got some tips and tricks on that, and and also it's something that, um, not something that you're doing too frequently, because this can be... um, difficult to detect changes if you're not really used to looking at pictures and kind of comparing a side to side. Um, And especially if you're looking at yourself, we are our biggest critics and it's hard for us to step back and not look at a picture of us with critical eyes anyway, when it's just like a picture that you're, you took just hanging out with your friends or family or just whatever you were doing. And then think about how critical we automatically become when now we're looking at a picture that we're supposed to be critiquing from one week to the next or one month to the next. Um, So that's another reason why if you if you do it too close together, it can be even harder to to truly see the changes that are actually happening. 
So the recommendation, like I said, for this is every few weeks or monthly. Um, again, my clients take pictures monthly. I do online coaching. So that can be useful for me because these might be people that I don't ever see in real life. So I need to have some idea of, of what changes their bodies are having because sometimes I need to see if what we're doing is working or not. And it's not just, oh, okay, yeah, we've lost some inches around your waist. It's, it's more about how is this body responding to what we're doing. So um, like I said, every four weeks I'm getting pictures. Um, and then another tip for that is um, how you're taking your pictures. This can be a game changer um, because, and this is something that frustrates me to no end when I'm looking at before and after pictures online or, um, you know, just people are promoting pictures, you know, for whatever it is. I try and be very um, to, to the book, to my book about um, how pictures are taken. So again, these are my recommendations to make it as easy for you to see these changes that are truly happening if this is a way that you you choose to track your progress. So start off, wear the same clothes. Um, if you're wearing shorts and a tank top in your picture, every progress picture after that should be in shorts and that same pair of shorts and that same tank top. Um, if you are going to wear a bathing suit because you want to see more of your skin and more of whatever you're doing, wear the same bathing suit. Um, your clothes, and you know this, your clothes fit you differently. Everybody has a pair of comfortable pants and everybody has a pair of pants that are super cute, but they don't fit real comfortably, but we still wear them because they're super cute. How those two pairs of pants fit or like shows your body is different. And so when you're wearing even just a different pair of workout shorts or you're wearing just a different sports bra, it can make a difference on how your body appears when you're taking a picture. So wear the same clothing. Um, another big one is the distance from the camera. So a lot of times people are taking these pictures on their own using like a selfie feature or they might be having a spouse or a friend take the pictures but the distance is, is off. So you have a picture that's kind of more zoomed in and then another picture that's more zoomed out and it's hard to put those next to each other and really notice a change. Um, so, so the way I recommend them, my clients to do this is wherever they're gonna put the camera or wherever the, their friend or family member is gonna stand when they take the picture, they need to stand or put that phone in the same spot. I've even told them like mark it with a piece of tape and then also marked with a piece of tape is where you, the client is going to stand or just know, you know, a specific spot. Like I'm going to stand at the edge of the bed and you're going to stand at the edge of the dresser. And so you have the same distance that's consistent through every picture. Another thing is the pose that you do. So you'll see a lot of pictures on um, the internet that someone's standing there in the first picture there you know, their arms are down and their shoulders are kind of slouched. And then their quote unquote after picture, they're standing tall, their arms are held out in front of them. You know, they're in a very nice erect posture. So I could literally take a picture right now with my arms down and my shoulders slouched in a poor posture position. 
and then just stand up straight and hold my arms out straight and it would look like I've made progress and they'd be seriously taken a minute apart. So holding the same pose, whatever it is, if you want to have your arms down slouched with your, your shoulders rounded, that's fine. But do that for every single picture. When my clients take pictures, their front picture, their arms are down, they're standing tall. Their side picture, they're standing tall, arms are straight out at, at 90 degrees. And their back picture, they're standing tall, arms are down. So every single time I'm getting the same picture from them to the best of our ability. And lastly, is to use the same lighting. So either if you're in somewhere that has a lot of natural light, and the first time you take the picture is, you know, when the light is just beaming through the window, then that just means every time you take a picture, you're going to have to take it when the light is beaming through the window. If you take it with it beaming through the window and then the next picture you take is at night and all I have is the light from the room, it's going to just look different. It's hard to judge it accurately. So the difference in the lighting can make a huge difference in how the progress appears. So keeping these consistencies through every progress picture is game changer on really being able to notice differences. Because like I said, sometimes if your lighting is poor, you might have made progress, but then your lighting looks poor and it looks like you haven't really made that much progress. So using photos again is a useful way and like I use them. I use it for my online coaching. It makes a difference for me. It allows me to look at my clients in a different way. But using consistency in their pictures is huge for me to, to really be able to see a difference and make sure that I'm seeing changes that we're looking for as we go along in their process. Um, another way to measure progress um, is measuring circumferences. So this is when people say, oh my gosh, I've lost 10 total inches. And that can be confusing at times because 10 inches were on your waist. Like, what are you talking about? So people utilize measurements to track, and it, and it, it can be very useful to track more subtle changes um, in your body because you can measure it to the centimeter. So a lot of people will utilize circumference measurements and, and what they measure can vary, but you can measure your calf circumference and your thigh circumference and your hips in your waist, in your chest, in your biceps, um, all of these things can be measured. And then you can say, overall, I lost X amount of inches. And that's across every measurement point. So every measurement point put together, this person might have lost inches. Um, but like I said, it, it can be helpful in detecting subtle changes because you can measure it down to the centimeter. So even if you're measuring and you haven't made huge, huge changes, you can still see if you've lost a centimeter or three centimeters because that's still a change. It just might not be big enough to really notice it, um, you know, in your pictures or maybe on the scale. Um, a big thing with this that kind of reflects back to the pictures, though, is the consistency. So where you measure has to be the same every time. It's got to be across the, the belly of the muscle it's got to be right at your navel point or right above your navel point. So where you're measuring has to remain consistent because then you can get some inaccuracies. Because again, through your waist, you might 
take a measuring tape and throw it around your waist one time and then the next time it might be just slightly different and that can just be centimeters of change just because you're a little bit higher or a little bit lower. Um, so that's a huge difference too that you have to think about um, when you're using this as a way to track your progress. Again, not that it's a bad way, you just have to be sure that you're, you're doing it correctly and you're staying consistent. Okay, so we've talked about some of the real common ways to track your progress and some of the maybe easier ways to track your progress, but I wanna talk about how I recommend you to track your progress and what I think can really make a change in, in your journey and really seeing your, your overall progress, okay? So one of the things that I have my clients do is they journal, um, they write down what they eat, they write down their workouts, and they write down a, an emotion for that day. Um, they write down how they're feeling. And this can look a couple different ways. Um, it doesn't have to be exactly the same for everybody. Um, but what I'm trying to get at with them is obviously I want to see their food intake. I want to see what their exercises are. Um, but what I want to work towards and what I try and progress them towards is, is noticing their own progress. Um, I have a client right now that she's just, I mean, she's just kind of been through some real hard times and she's been through some big life changes. And in that she, she did gain weight and, and she does want to lose weight, but she also wants to just live a better lifestyle. She wants to feel better. She wants to feel good in her skin, you know, all of these things. And so we've been working on this now for about eight weeks. And it's funny because when I talked to her without any prompting, she's like, gosh, I just feel so much more energy. Or I just feel, I feel stronger. I feel stronger from my workouts. I, I'm happier. I've, I feel like I'm just a happier person. I feel like I'm a better person to be around. You know, these are comments that I'm getting from her without, you know, prompting her or asking her anything. And that's, I mean, that's her just naturally verbalizing her progress. And these are huge victories. These are big deal things. Um, to, you know, to somebody that has, you know, just been in a real bad place for a long time for her to come out and just be like, gosh, I just, I just feel happier and I feel stronger. That's, you know, those are big changes and those aren't changes that you're going to see on a scale. Those aren't changes you're going to see in a picture. So what I recommend you doing, like I said, is journaling in some way, whether it's, you know, you have one physical journal that you write everything in, or maybe you have another, you know, one journal that you are um, doing your workouts in and then another journal that you're just kind of working on your emotional side. But big things for your workouts that you can track that show progress that may not necessarily uh, show up on the scale or anywhere else is, is track what you did, you know, what your exercise was, each individual exercise, what did you do? You know, what you, you lifted, you know, you did bicep curls, how many times, how many repetitions, what weight did you do? And then how long did that that particular workout take? So say you did a whole circuit of upper body exercises. So you write down every individual exercise, you write down the weight that you used, and you write down how long it took you to do that particular workout. And then write down how you felt afterwards. And do this, you know, through a whole 
you know, week, two weeks of exercises. And when you cycle back through to start this whole routine again, do the same thing and see if you don't do more weight, see if it doesn't take you less time and see if you don't feel better after you do it. And those are the types of things that you really should be paying attention to when you're progressing through something. Because if you're not getting those changes, you're never going to get changes on a scale. You're never going to see changes in the size of, you know, the clothes that you wear. You're not going to get changes because if you're not having these little victories along the way, you're not going to stay motivated to work towards what might be a, quote, bigger picture of progress. Okay. And the other thing is about that is, is weight doesn't equal health. So just because you've lost pounds on the scale doesn't mean that you're healthy. Doesn't mean that you've done it in a good way. And it doesn't mean that all these other things are in line. So there's people who, you know, who've lost 15, 20 pounds, but they still don't have any energy because they're still so deprived with their nutrition or they just, they aren't happy because they haven't been able to eat their favorite food in, in two months or whatever it is. Making a true lifestyle change is about progressing through with maybe some smaller steps than those other people around you, but it's because you're doing it in a healthy way and you're doing it in a way that allows you to show smaller progress um, and be okay with that because being able to see, you know, the weight that you lifted increase week by week or be able to see the, the distance that you ran increase or maybe you're running the same distance, but you're doing it faster or, or maybe you're doing a particular workout class or you're in yoga and now you can hold a certain pose a certain way or maybe you're lasting the whole class without having to modify or whatever those little progressions are, those are going to be the things that keep you going, that keep you motivated, that are going to make the change in your lifestyle. Those are the things that keep you consistent for the longevity and keep you healthy. The number on the scale isn't going to make a difference. And frankly, no one cares what you weigh. No one looks at you and is like, gosh, I wonder if she weighs 160 pounds or if she weighs 165 That's not important, but people will look at you and be like, gosh, she looks really happy. She looks really confident. She looks really strong. She looks like she's, you know, really doing something good in her life. Those are the things that people are going to notice. They're not going to notice the number on your scale. They're not going to sit there and analyze pictures side by side of you and be like, oh, look, I think maybe her thighs look a little bit smaller from this week to last week. They're not doing that but they are gonna notice your attitude, your energy level, your happiness, and just your overall glow. Those are the things that people pay attention to. And those are the things that are going to help you continue to live your healthy lifestyle. Those are the things that are gonna make a difference. So tracking the little stuff might seem silly, but those are the things that are really going to give you a change. I hope this was very informative to y'all. I hope that it makes sense. And I hope that it motivates you to, to maybe look at your, your progress and look at your goals in a different way. 
um, find a way to, to track things a little bit differently um, and, and pay attention to kind of the whole picture of your progress. Don't pay attention to just one thing. How are you feeling? How, you know, how's your emotional status? How's your energy level? All of those things are important in tracking your progress. Um, so make the change, find a journal. Everybody has some journal that someone gave them somewhere along the line that you just threw in your desk or threw on the floor somewhere. And you're like, what am I ever going to use this for? Pick it up and start using it to track your progress. It'll be a game changer, I promise. Um, if you have any questions about this or need more information about any of this, please feel free to reach out to me. Um, you can find me on Instagram at what in the health and fitness, or you can email me at info dot what in the health at gmail.com. I hope y'all are just progressing towards your goals. I hope you're finding your way through your healthy lifestyles and I hope that you're feeling motivated and you're, you're feeling the changes that are happening. Um, I hope you have a wonderful week and I cannot wait to talk to you next week. Have a blessed day and I'll talk to you later. Bye.